0: Actually, Granny Keto, welcoming you to my podcast, Chew the Fat with Granny Keto. On my website, grannyketo.com, I have a page called Granny's Table with all my favorite keto recipes. I hope this podcast makes you feel that you are sitting at Granny Keto's table, just chewing the fat, discussing this and that, sometimes the science of keto, sometimes chatting with guests, sometimes just talking about the week's adventures, grandkids, how a recipe turned out, or challenges and victories, keto and otherwise but always friendly and casual and welcoming you into my home pull up a chair and sit awhile Welcome back to episode three of Chew the Fat with Granny Keto. Last week, I spoke with Amy and Chris about why they wanted to start on Granny Keto Transitions Program, with Chris having a keen interest in going all the way to keto. We got some insights on how they are already eating. Amy is leaning towards vegetarian... Oh, I can't even say it. (laughs) Amy is leaning toward being a vegetarian, mostly concentrating on just cutting out the sugar and junk from her diet and Chris having also done a whole 30 is eating meat and not eating things that Amy will be eating this is going to unfold very interestingly because often both members of a couple are not eating the same way and it's important to learn how to support each other anyway here we go welcome back Chris and Amy hi Miriam hi Miriam hi I have a few questions that I wanted to ask you before we get started on moving along in the transitions program first Chris you said something so interesting last week that you aren't looking to replicate what you are already eating you want this to be a new adventure so let me ask you did you try out anything with the keto instant pot cookbook you got and just out of curiosity how did things play out differently from the whole 30 that you had tried do you think this will be a comfortable fit for you
1: yeah I tried out um a, a an Asian recipe and uh, I really liked the taste it, um, the cooking was a lot easier you know the the mise en place where you just prepare all the best speci- the ingredients in the in the in the quantities that you need and then you can easily add them to the pot that really helped a lot um, the, the, it was a little bit a little, had, had a little bit too much ginger for me. Um, so there were some digestive issues. but as as it sat in the refrigerator for a couple of days, they um, the, the aggressiveness of some of those spices diminished.
0: Did you feel anything was missing either in the flavor or I assume when you eat like that, you usually have rice or noodles or something like that. How did How did the meal as a whole work?
1: I mean, I, I did miss having a little bit of of carbs, like a little bit of rice or a little bit noodles, just simply to pour it on top of. But um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start experimenting with the cauliflower cauliflower rice as a way of getting that sort of uh, material. You know, something to soak up the juices and, and uh, the sauce, and uh, just provide a little bit of bulk. So. That's the next step is to try and substitute my craving for carb-based um, pastas and rice and bread with the cauliflower and and other riced uh, vegetables. So
0: That was but funny. I, I, yeah. But I wanted
1: to ask you a question. I mean, I I know that you're supposed to limit the carbs, but how what what's the Average annual consumption of carbs, just if you just look at veg.
0: Okay, I don't know about. Annual consumption, uh, but it, a standard American <laughs> daily much better. A standard American diet could have you know five, six, seven hundred carbs in a day. A low carb sometimes goes to thirty a meal. Um, I would have to look it up, but I remember I had a half a cup of rice somewhere along the line, and that was that was either half of my daily total or my full total uh, carbs of twenty. So it doesn't take much to add up Uh, the only time I'm missing a carb is when Joe will cook something with a really good sauce and he's eating bread and he's sopping it up with the sauce and I and it's like he's sopping up the sauce with the bread and it's like oh my god I could go for a piece of bread but that sort of ties into something that you said I don't know that that need for a starch on the side or a bread or whatever i don't know that after a while when you get used to eating this way i don't think it's a craving i think it's a habit that you're just used to taking a bread and sopping up the sauce you're used to having rice under you know an asian dish or something like that i don't think you'll i don't think you'll finish a meal and say Wow, I really miss that rice. You might miss it because you're so used to having it there. So it's more a habit craving than a food craving. Um, What I wanted to ask you is, have either of you ever tried the shirataki noodles that are sold, usually where they sell the wonton wrappers and the tofu? Have you ever tried that product? I've seen them. I mean, I've seen them mentioned online. Are those made from mushrooms? Okay, Okay. Some of them are made from tofu, which I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that because it's soy. Um, And Amy, I know you're going the vegetarian route. And so there's a way to fit the soy and the tofu into that. But for keto, we don't eat the, we don't eat the soy, but there's also, there's like two or three brands, if not more. And some of them are made with what's called a cognac Flour, and that is a that's a root vegetable, so also not technically really keto. Uh, but the little bit that is used is okay, um, and it is usually oh, maybe one to three carbs per serving. And now it used to be just noodles, but now they have it riced and macaroni shape and fettuccine shape. Hmm. Uh, what I would suggest to you and to the listeners is don't run out and get it until I explain how to make it because you have to, you have to cook it and rinse it several times and you have to dry it. And because it's a really smelly product, when you open the bag, uh, you're going to go like, Oh my God, why, you know, what is going on with this? But there's ways to eliminate that. However, that being said, there's not a lot of flavor. It's not going to taste like rice and it's not going to taste like fettuccine or anything like that. The usefulness is this habit craving that you're talking about, so that when you serve the dish, you serve it over the riced shirataki. And it's, I mean, shirataki is a mushroom. And I don't know why it's called shirataki noodles, because really there's not. Maybe there's one brand that makes it with mushrooms, and so that's how it got its name, because shirataki is a mushroom, but they're usually made with either tofu or um, this cognac flour. So anyway, um, we'll get into, maybe I'll do a YouTube video of that (laughs) and actually demonstrate. I'll open up a package and go, ah, what's this smell? And then I'll show how to make it. Um, But that's really great. So Chris, this came out of your Instapot.
1: Yes, it did. Um, yeah, I really like the Instapot. I think what I'm going to do is, because the, the Keto Instapot book has so many heavily Indian and Asian uh, recipes. And I have gone out, Amy was kind enough to go out and buy a lot of the, the spices that I need. But I think I'm going to get the regular Instapot, and then I'm going to look very carefully at what the carbs are. And try and stick to something that is high on fats and meat and protein, and relatively moderate on, on carbs, especially veg, especially carbs that are coming from vegetables. Because I can I can pretty much cut out rice and pasta and bread. Um, I just want to be aware of how many carbs are in vegetables, as, as you pointed out in the past.
0: Right. And the thing is, I think you I think you're on to something there because I don't have an instant pot, so I don't use it, nor do I look at the recipes. But um, you can I would assume you could make like pulled pork and roasts in there and ribs and, you know, everything. And like you said, you just have to watch the ingredients, Um, maybe some of the gravies might be thickened with flour so that it doesn't come out all liquid like it does in a crock pot. So you probably can just make those adjustments and have just as good a time without following the keto, the keto cookbook thing. Um, And I wanted to ask you also, do you think this will be a comfortable fit for you? Yes. With what you've eaten so far?
1: Yeah, I think it's really comfortable. I mean, the fact that you can have dairy, the fact that you can have cheese, um, that, uh, you know, under whole 30, um, all those food groups are eliminated. So, um, so that adds, you know, particularly for breakfast, having just a little bit of cheese and an omelet, um, that it adds that, I guess, what's the, uh, the term is called umami, you know, it, yes. it adds that mouthfeel that you sort of crave, um, and, um, I'm, granted you can get a lot of fat from uh, meat-based things as well so but yeah i don't think it's going to be a a big big problem for me um you know i had much problem previously with whole 30 eliminating dairy and um and flour-based products um in fact once i got rid of the flour-based products um my appetite was a lot more manageable my craving cravings uh was a lot more manageable and i could also eat on a more regular a regular uh, schedule because i wasn't constantly craving a snack in the middle of the after- afternoon
0: exactly so that was helpful. yeah i'm glad that i'm glad that kicked in right away for you because i have some clients that just the thought of not eating three meals plus the two snacks and it's just it's traumatic to even read about it or hear about it, but I'm glad to hear what went, went very well with you. Cause that's the way it's supposed to go.
1: Right. Well, the other thing is, um, cutting out the sugar because the sugar and the carbs go together and they create just, you know, horrible cravings.
0: Exactly. And I just want to go back to the question you asked about, you know, how many carbs in a day? And I said, when you're eating the standard American diet, I mean, you could, you could be eating a thousand carbs a day. Um, so the thing is with the carbs, I think that as long as you just stay to incidental carbs, which is what you find in the dairy and the shellfish and all of that, and then your vegetable carbs, as long as they come from above ground vegetables, I think that you're going to be okay. What you might want to do, there is some power in numbers. Like if you were eating a lot of vegetable day-based dishes and said, ah, oh, the scale's not moving. I mean, there's more to it than the scale moving. Like your, your buttons will be loose your, you know, your zipper will be loose. I mean, there's those sort of, and plus how you feel. But if you find that there's a stall, then you may, you may want to experiment with cutting back on the vegetables. But if you're eating above ground and you're just starting, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry terribly about, about uh the carb counts of those. But keep in mind. I mean, you know, keep it in mind. You don't want to be um, you know, having you know, a seven cup salad and then what you were describing and, and, you know, all of the, the, the vegetables that go into that. I mean, you want to be reasonable, but I don't think you have to worry at this point, somewhere along the line, if you say, listen, I hit a wall, then I'll start looking over the recipes and the vegetables and seeing all that. However, it's not a bad idea to, Count only your carbs for now. so those recipes, if you're following something from a recipe book, it will have the carb count. so you want you want to you want to write down the carbs from the recipe and also your cheese um I I don't think you have to ultimately weigh and measure and track but if you don't know what an ounce of cheese looks, you don't know what a cup of cream looks like, just to get started, you want to weigh and measure that and just count your carbs and a lot of people say, listen, if you just keep to that 20-25 carbs you're golden. Don't worry about the protein, don't worry about the fat because of what you just said. You're not hungry like you used to be so the chances of overeating are going to be really slim and you can just listen to your body and say no nah, I think I've had enough and it probably is enough and you don't have to worry about it
1: great thank you
0: okay it sounds like you got off to a to a good start one last question and then I want to ask Amy some things how did the fruits go that was the one thing that you were concerned about was giving up fruit and just having the berries
1: um, I'm still eating I mean because we have so many apples around from you uh-huh. know the uh, I'm still eating like an apple a day or every other day, um, but not that many fruits. Uh, I haven't really ramped up my, um, my berries and yogurt, although that's, I think I'm going to do that. I'm, I think I'm going to try and ramp that up as a dessert in the evenings. Um, so that, you know, carefully measuring how much yog- yogurt I have, full fat yogurt. And how much berries and using that as it's sort of a dessert slash treat.
0: Right. And for the listeners, when he says measure carefully, you know that once you get used to used to it, um, that's not forever and ever in your future, unless you're a real data driven person and you love to do that. But the apple, be careful. One apple is is your 20 carbs for the day. (laughs) okay Okay. so the thing is as you came into this or both of you came into this sort of with that transitions eye so it's okay that you're doing that but as you run out of apples and if you want to do keto then just keep that in mind if you want to stay on the low carb step then enjoy your apples. so this this transition sort of gives you an idea of you know, you don't have to decide when you start, this will give you an idea of where you want to go. So you may just say, hey, I'm not giving up that apple, then okay, stay with stay with, uh, you know, step three, which is the low carb. But if you're eventually wanting to go to keto, um, whether it's you or, or, you know, any, any of my listeners, um, just be aware, you know, the Fruits and vegetables are not as free as they were in the Weight Watchers days, so you just have to be aware of that. Okay, thanks, Chris. I'm glad it was a successful week. Um, so, Amy, how did it go for you? You're already eating healthy, but but was this, I know that you you told me that you got sugar-free ketchup and and a sugar-free dressing and all of that sort of stuff. Other than those couple of things, was it major changes for you? Uh, not really, because um, the only thing that came up
2: was there was an event during the week that required dessert. The family demanded it. But, you know, I was very proud of myself. Um, I tossed it out after everyone left. We made it. And they also brought something. it was like really bad. so um, but then like we just um, I had a small piece of of my favorite and then when they left, I did throw everything out. So, um, so I, I, you know it's funny I noticed too, as you cut back on the added sugars and the and this stuff like that the baked goods, when you have it, it's really more of an impact. like it's like flavor like oh my god, that's really sweet, you know like it kind of lose my my taste for sugar which is kind of interesting. So, um, it wasn't difficult. Um, I think it really does work for me not to have that stuff around anyway. So, um, and I did clear out my cupboards by the way, I got rid of, um, gosh, all kinds of like I found like this golden syrup that I was supposed to be used for baking, I molasses, all this stuff. So that it felt good to kinda of clean that stuff out too. So I don't think it's gonna be as long as I'm not hungry, I don't think it's going to be a, a huge problem. But I also like to the reason I was telling you about the, the ketchup and stuff though, it's very eye opening about how much sugar is in a lot of the food that you buy um and you know i was just trying to keep an eye on that for chris's sake but it's certainly going to help me too
0: well certainly when you talk about it it's eye-opening about how much sugar is in things um i i sort of started this when i did the whole 30 but it became more important when i did keto looking at marinara sauces and tomato sauces oh my god that stuff is loaded um they must add sugar even if you look. And they don't add sugar, it's very high in carbs because tomatoes are a fruit and it's very high in carbs. Like now, I only use rayos. Is it pronounced rayos or raws? I've heard I, it both ways.
2: I had never, oh, it was right. the first time I, I don't know, I always said raw, but I I, I thought it was wrong. But yes, yeah, that stuff is really good and there's no added sugar.
0: And there's no added sugar and it's, it's delicious. And so, um, even if you're eating things, you say, wow, well, I know there's, you know, there's sugar and ketchup. But look at I really would suggest that people look at things where they never would have suspected.
2: Like mm. tomato
0: sauce. So let me ask you something else. I know you're not giving up your bread and your oatmeal. And did you cut back at all? Or you're just fine that without eating the other added sugar stuff, you know, you feel fine about eating, you know, the grains and things like that. I have
2: cut back and my focus is on healthier grains. And I think um ongoing um, I might just even make my, go back. I used to make my own bread and you know, you, then you know what goes into it. You know what I mean? Like, like as you pointed out, there's, there's sugar in store-bought breads, even the, I'm doing air quotes here, healthy breads. <laughs> so, um, you know, maybe if I, and I also find that when I do eat like really heavily, like more whole grain products, like steel cutouts, um, mm-hmm. and like tr- true, like bakery whole grain bread with no sugar, I just the yeast, flour and water. Um, that's that's satisfying and I don't need much, you know, because you're getting the wholesome stuff.
0: So, um... and with the whole grains, you're getting you're getting the fiber, which we'll talk about another time. You don't have to worry about lack of fiber on on keto. You're getting it, and you're eating vegetables, and you're fine. Uh, but with the fiber, with the whole grains, that does go some distance in keeping you full, which is why it's more satisfying. But you have to realize that all of this still is converted to glucose in your system, um, and that's why Chris wasn't hungry this this week because he really cut way even though he had that apple a day he still cut so far back on his carbohydrates that he wasn't producing the glucose which which is what makes you hungry so what so you've already gone a long way amy in cutting back the sugar but what i would say if the hunger starts to come back because you're going to have a new baseline Mm -hmm. like your your blood won't have the sugar sugar stuff anymore and then it'll come to a new baseline and you might start feeling hungry so i think that you may may want to start cutting back on grains not to eliminate them because that's not your that's not your goal here but just be aware if you're a little bit hungry um try to go for protein and and fat Mm -hmm. rather than saying okay well i just made this bread i'll have this some bread putting butter on the bread doesn't mitigate the carbohydrates (laughs) (laughs) You're still getting the carbohydrates, so just be aware of that. I think by virtue of being new to this, you're still cutting back so much from what your body was used to that you're going to get the benefits of not eating so many carbs, and the your blood sugar won't be up, and it'll be an even keel, and you won't be hungry. But eventually, you may find that you want to cut back on the grains a little bit. Okay. Uh, so let me ask you something. Um, now this is a perfect example of a couple not doing the same thing um i think i spoke last last time or maybe on one of my my videos or blogs that my husband doesn't do keto not even close. He's not even cutting out the sugar and all of that sort of stuff. But what we'll do is we'll make a nice keto dinner, and then he will put the rice and he will sop up the sauce with his with his uh, bread. Or um, we had hot dogs the other night, and he had his Dorito chips and all of that sort of stuff. So there's still a keto meal embedded in it for me. But it's not keto. So how do you find, I mean, you're still you're still both new to this. And so you're eating, still eating a lot of the foods. But how do you find that this is going to go? And you've already had a little bit of experience because, Chris, you're eating the red meat and all of that. And, Amy, you've already cut back. So you already have a sense of what do we do if we're not eating the same thing? But what do you think, Amy, is a good supportive thing for somebody who might head towards keto? um well we i i'm not totally vegetarian yet
2: so i still eat like poultry and fish
0: so mm-hmm.
2: um so chris and i can share a lot of that so like as your point like we could start out with something like chicken turkey or a fish and then like i said i could have my rice pilaf and chris cannot <laughs> kind of thing so there's that um right uh but also like um we can this there's, there's other recipes we can find like you know, thanks to you, I've discovered Cobb salads. You know, and that's a really good meal. Um, and you know, we could we can both have that like for lunch, and I can have chicken with it or not, and Chris can have whatever he wants with it or not. He can have bacon too. So right. I um I think like I think your point is a good one. Like, well, have the keto at the heart of the meal, and then um, I can always just add to it
0: what I need to add to. Okay, and then something else we talked about last week, but Chris, with your talk about um, missing the rice with the meal you made, we talked a little bit last week about some foods giving you emotional nourishment as much as physical nourishment. And so, you know, the rice with with the stew or the bread with the sauce or whatever, a lot of that is habit, but I think a lot of it is emotional nourishment. Like, did you find that you were sad to give up anything or it's still too new in the journey that you really, you know, you're adjusting rather than giving it up. Were, I mean, are I, people, yeah.
1: I mean, I, yes. I, it wasn't sad, but I do really miss ice cream. Um, you know, and I suppose if I really looked around, I could find some sort of dairy treat that, that had minimal carbs and, and minimal sugar. Um, but I haven't gotten to be that motivated yet. Okay. Mike, I think what I'll probably do um, is when I get the craving for ice cream, I'll get the, the high fat, um, the full fat yogurt and I'll mix it with, with frozen berries and, and whip it up and, you know, and maybe add some pieces of walnut to it. Um, and that should be a good substitute.
0: Correct. But may I suggest getting an ice cream maker? Um uh, yeah. The keto ice creams are fabulous. I mean, really fabulous. I can um, recommend some Cookbook. Oh, oh I think in the book that I asked you to get, Day day by Day Living by Christy Sullivan, I don't know if there's an ice cream recipe in that, but she has ice cream recipes. And also there's somebody, her name is Carrie Brown, C-A-R-R-I-E, Brown. And she has a set of keto cookbooks. And one of them is just an ice cream cookbook. Um, and the rave reviews, I think I spoke a little bit last time that I tried to make keto ice cream ate it as a soup before it even made it into the ice cream maker because i just wanted to try it and i i ate it and there was maybe a half a cup left and i threw it out and i returned the ice cream maker (laughs) so (laughs) because for me it's a trigger but if it's not a trigger for you and you can have a bowl and count the carbs and enjoy it I really, really suggest that um, you consider an ice cream maker. And I have a note to myself, um, ice cream cookbooks. I'm going to put in the program notes for this episode, uh, the couple of cookbooks. There's a lot of people with keto ice cream cookbooks, um, but I'll do a couple that I recommend. And I'll talk about ice cream a little bit because, um, and if you have a dog, this might not be not be a good idea because Carrie Brown says that you need to make the ice cream with xylitol uh, because if you use the erythritol, it doesn't freeze as well. It's more like a chunk than a nice soft ice cream. So the sweeteners make a big difference in the final product of the ice cream. But if you're just looking for the taste, um, a lot of those recipes out there are fabulous. So I would suggest that you ask Santa for a ice cream maker this year. (laughs) And tell your Instapot to move over and you're going to try some ice cream. Um, But it's funny that you said you wanted that, but you weren't sad. A lot of people say they're really, really sad. Um, And that comes from when all of this food takes up not only so much of your plate, but your life and looking forward and you go out to beers with friends and you go have ice cream and and you have big dinners and then at night, you know, you you, you snack all night. and the, I mean, this is really a big chunk of your life that's gone and there is some mourning and sadness over it, you um, you don't have to. It's not like, well, I don't feel sad. What's wrong here? No, no, no. Not everybody does. But I'm just saying to the listeners, um, you may feel some sadness. And that is just the morning, all of this food that took up so much time and place and, and goodness in your life. So not to be, you know, surprised by that. Um, Amy, did you find that emotionally you were missing something? Um, well, I can... I,
2: not not so far, but I can see as we get closer to like around the holidays, um, you know, because so much of um, holidays are built on like food and nostalgia. So but, that might be um, a bit of a challenge. But fortunately, for our family Christmas, it's all about the cheese fondue. So there at least it's oh. cheese.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what, what can you dip in cheese fondue besides bread? Vegetables, apples. Um,
2: if well you can have ham.
0: Well, yeah. Could oh, have ham. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Let me say something about ham. Absolutely allowed on keto, but look for the lowest sugar ham. Right. Um, like even deli ham. Um they have that that rectangle one that's just the pale pink and it's just uh boiled ham and that's fine I think once you get into your virginia hams and stuff like that um, it may have too much sugar in it we we talked a little bit last week about curing bacon with sugar but that with the hams it's not really the cure I mean part of it might be curing I don't know but the so- the the coating itself is all sugar and it's probably all infused into the meat so anyone who jo- enjoys ham go for it but if you're the one making it just try to find a bra- a brand that has you know a little less sugar in it
1: and and that's tough because i've looked and practically you know all commercial hams have sugar in them and they have either they have it injected into the into the ham itself Mm -hmm. and then, then they also have some sort of very heavy sugar glaze you know so so you're you're really right on that it takes very careful reading of the labels in order to to avoid getting a huge amount of sugar um, when you thought you were just getting protein.
0: Right. And there's something that, it, that we'll talk about in the future. Amy brought it up. She was doing some reading about somebody who calls her sugar days. Remember, we talked, we talked about that. Yes. Yep.
2: Oh, so, yeah.
0: yeah. Who was the author who, who did well, that? Actually, it's another podcaster.
2: Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So, but this person is following paleo. And, um, but she has a young daughter and she just wanted to be able to, she has like, she allows herself 10 sugar days a year, like her daughter's birthday, her birthday, Christmas, things like that. And, um, she's got them if she needs them. Um, and she doesn't always use them,
0: which is good too. Exactly. And considering that I'm granny keto and this is a keto podcast, it's heresy to talk about sugar days, but I have to just say this about that. It's better let's say you have the ham. And first of all you have to you have to recognize that if you eat this way after being keto, you may really be sick. Like I'm talking stomach cramps and nausea. You may physically be sick. At the very least it will reactivate those cravings. So all of a sudden you do want the bread and you do want the ch- so it if you eat the sugar after being keto, it does have consequences. However, I would rather see you have a sugar day and enjoy the day than have the sugar anyway and be guilty about it and not be able to go back to where you started because first of all, you don't recognize that the cravings are going to start again. Um, And so you're eating and the next day you're hungry and you eat again. And one day, goes into weeks to goes into months and then you're not even thinking about keto anymore. So I think if you recognize the consequences of eating sugar when you're when you're really keto, when you're doing low carb it's different. You just you just figure the sugar into your carbs for the day. But if you're really doing keto, then that kind of day will Throw you for a loop, either either with the cravings or with physically not feeling well. Plus, you get the whole thing about, I have one flat tire. And the set of tires is on sale this week, so I might as well slash the other three. And it's that sort of mentality. I ate the sugar, I, sh- I ate the sugar glazed ham, and I ate the cookies, and I ate this. And it's December twenty fifth. So what the heck? I'm going to a New Year's Eve party. I might as well enjoy this week, and then New Year's Eve, you get a little drunk and say, "Well, I need a couple of days of." Dry toast, because I was getting, you know, and that's that's also a danger when you have your sugar days. But if you go into your sugar day, and like Christmas, let's say a holiday, and I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying that there isn't a way to be hundred percent keto on Christmas and Mother's Day and July Fourth and your birthday and all of that. You absolutely can be keto hundred percent, but if you're not. Just recognize the physical consequences so that it doesn't throw you for a loop. And Chris, I think it was, oh, I don't have it written down. I think it was your quote last week, or it may have been Amy's, that you just do something and just get on with your day. You know what I mean? You had the ham, you had the bread, you had to, fine, you wake up in the morning and you go back to your bacon, your eggs and your cheese. Mm -hmm. Maybe for a couple of weeks, you don't eat apples, you know, and then before you know it, you're back on track again. So we'll talk a little bit about those sugar days. But like you said, with the holidays, no, I don't want people to feel bad about themselves because they had cookies and bread and ham. There's no need for that. Enjoy it. I hope it was worth it. And then, you know, the next day you just go back to how you go back.
2: Okay, we'll report back on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, is there anything else to add to to this this week's uh broadcast and where are we going? Where are we going next week? Did you think about that? Or are you taking a week at a time? Hmm. Oh, I'm gonna, I'll, <laughs> well i'll work I'll work
2: on cutting back on the on the grains, the non sugared grains.
0: That might not be a bad idea. Like maybe limit yourself to like have oatmeal in the morning and maybe a bread to sop up the gravy in the evening or oatmeal or toast in the morning and rice at dinner. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe maybe have it be only one portion that's on your plate Mm -hmm. and then only two or three portions during the day. That makes sense. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so it's not oatmeal and toast, or it's not oatmeal and orange, orange juice is horrible for you. But that's, that's, that's something else. Um, so if I, so you don't have to limit it as so much as just watch it, just be aware that you're not eating it at every single meal, right. and that you're not eating two or three different ones at at a meal. So in that sense, yes, limiting, but it's more, I like to talk about awareness. Sometimes just that awareness will make you limit it without even having the effort to, you know, to uh, cut back on it. Right, right. And Chris, where do you see yourself this week? You've made, you've really moved forward with this. What else would you like to see yourself doing?
1: Um, I want to make sure that I really cut out um You know, grains, um, breads, pasta, rice, pilaf, Um, I really want to work on reducing the amount of of fruit that I eat and also being aware of, you know, what the carb content is in um, vegetables Um, and and avoiding, completely avoiding any vegetables that were grown below ground.
0: Exactly. Um, I have to look up that that why the shirataki noodles are acceptable because I believe cognac is a. Uh, I have to look and not cognac that you drink. This is K O N J A C. I have to look that up and see if it's a root why it's why it's allowable it could just be that it's a lot and there are carbs in the noodles so it's not it's not like they're saying eat as much of this as you want they are acknowledging its carbs Mm -hmm. so maybe maybe that's the thing you can have it if you acknowledge the carbs so i'm going to do a little more research into this cognac thing but i do have a an assignment for you chris I want you to look, (laughs) not what you think. I want you to look up ice cream makers and um, sometimes the least expensive ones are, are good. You don't have to break the bank on an ice cream maker, but I want to tell you one thing. One of the other reasons I returned the ice cream maker, besides the fact I couldn't control myself with the base was that my base didn't freeze and nothing is wrong with our freezer. In fact, it's on well, it's not a new refrigerator, but your freezer has to be cold enough. So I thought something was wrong with the liquid in the base. It's like a gel that freezes. So I brought the base to work and I put it in their freezer and it froze solid. So my freezer didn't freeze it solid. So just all of you out there who maybe have ice cream makers and the base doesn't freeze, it's nothing wrong with the ice cream maker. It is actually your freezer isn't cold enough. So, so Chris, I'd like you to look into ice cream makers, but, but kidding aside, that really wasn't kidding. That was a serious assignment, but kidding aside, I'd like to know, and for our listeners, what really makes a nice substitute for a dessert like that? Maybe if you could try that yogurt with the walnuts and maybe a drop of sweetener or something. I would love to know what you. Come up with so I'm actually putting you in charge of finding a nice creamy dairy dessert that is keto and that you can count. So you may not need an ice cream maker once you've discovered something, but that's your assignment. I get you. I'm Chris is going to get to work on a frozen dairy dessert. Great. <laughs> how's, how's well, thank you. Yeah, and,
1: and we'll get the new industrial walk-in freezer as well uh, <laughs> to to. to Supplement the uh, ice cream
0: maker. <laughs> okay, so anyway, um I'm looking ahead to next week. So it sounds as though you know you're going right along, but both of you adding something new. So next week we'll report in and we'll see see where we're going from here. And do either of you have questions about how to move along in in the transitions program? or you you it sounds like you both got good footing with this.
2: I think so. I think um, I'm pretty much set. I'm going to just focus maybe on the step one and maybe step two. um, Okay. And then I'll make sure I'll support Chris as he explores
0: the other steps. Okay. So steps, let me just tell you the Granny Transitions uh, program that's on my website, grannyketo.com, and also I talk about it on my uh, YouTube channel, which is also Granny Keto. Step one is no sugar and no baked products and step 2 is no grains and no legumes so um that's really that's almost the base of the keto of the keto program except with keto you watch how many carbs and then you get into fat and meat but if you can eliminate these or at least so, Chris, I'd like you to work, like you said, on eliminating those altogether because you are looking at keto. But right. I think, but I think, Amy, if you just work on cutting those down, you're gonna you're gonna be fine and you won't be hungry. Um, and if you are hungry, look at how look at what you're eating and see if it's a matter of cutting quantities or cutting frequencies. Mm-hmm. Or maybe one food in particular makes you hungry and another one doesn't. You know, maybe lentils make you, makes you hungry, but, uh, chickpeas don't, you know what I mean? You may, you're going to, you may fine tune and say some react to me differently than others. Okay. So you pay attention to that. All right. So anyway, this was fun and this is really the essence of chew the fat with granny keto. Uh, (laughs) These really are friends of mine and it's just, we're chewing the fat. So thank you very much, Amy and Chris. And I look forward to next episode. And enjoy your haul. I don't know if Christmas falls in there somewhere, but we're just in the, let's say we're in the holiday season. So I hope that everything goes well. And if you come up with any challenges, um, please don't just say, oh, I want to talk to Miriam about that. Like start jotting things down because this, if you're, if you're having an issue a thousand people are having the issue, you know what I mean? Or maybe it's something I have to research or, or do a YouTube video on or something like that. So the other general assignment is just to write things down as they come up. You know, if you tuck them away in your mind and say, oh, I'll ask Miriam when we talk next time, actually write them down so mm-hmm. that we don't miss anything. Okay. And, okay. And next week we'll have some quotes. All right. <laughs> <take a> plan. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, Amy. Thank and you. we'll, And we'll talk next time on episode four of Shoe the Fat with Granny Keto. That you leave a review on iTunes to get the ball rolling. Also, be sure to like my Facebook page, Granny Keto LLC, and visit my website, grannyketo.com, especially to sign up for Dancing with Keto. I also have a YouTube channel with informative videos that you might find a little different from other channels. After all, have you ever seen a belly dancer in costume teach you about keto?